Hello, everybody. Welcome to Soup Boys. My name is Ramona Esqueda. And I'm Salas Esqueda. Wait, wait. Hey, um... Can we do a different intro? What do you want to do? What if we do, like, the code switch intro? Which is? Where, um... Um, let's see. Nah, let's just do the regular intro. Forget it. But what were you? What was? What? What even is the other one? You know what I mean? Well, they like they like trade off where they like where they where they go because it's because because the name of the of the hosts are what is it? Are Kara and Gene? So they go like Kara, Gene, Code Switch. And then um, so you, but but then like we couldn't be able. I don't know how we would fit in your thing about like the about the. You know, not none of, none of them have as much whatever as we do, so I don't know how to fit that in the, into that format. What is that plant that they like to use in pepper pot again? Uh, Callaloo. Callaloo. That's what I'm gonna say. All right, cool. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Soup Boys. My name is Manuel Esqueda, and I'm Sal Esqueda. There may be other soup-related podcasts out there, but none of them have as much Callaloo as we do. And like at Cal- first, I start, I, I started making those. None of those have as much. With like random things, but maybe I should just be making them about um, you know, the actual soup that we're talking about. That might be a good idea, huh? I mean, you kind of figured it out like three episodes ago, yeah. Yeah, it just seems and like you uh, and you haven't looked back since, and, and you know, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's you got to you got to grow with the uh, with what you know. You, you know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know when I know what you're telling me to know when you talk <laughs> about how you should grow. Yeah, so today we're talking about pepper pot soup. And, you know, when I was, like, researching it, I found, like, I always knew it as a Caribbean food, but apparently it is also famous in Philadelphia. Did you read about that? Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I'm like, yeah, I've only found, like, when I was looking originally, all I found was Philadelphia pepper pot soup. That's same, all I could find same. about it. Same. I found all this Philadelphia soup, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, Philadelphia has a... Um, it's because it's, it's, it's surrounding white people. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it has to do with white people. So, apparently, like, <laughs> it's more important, and it deserves, like, a higher a higher rung on the on the Google algorithm. Well, pepper pot soup was brought to, like, America or, like, the Caribbean due to the slave trade. And you know how Europeans just love to, like, you know ignore that part of the history yeah yeah and, and you know probably <laughs> the caribbean culture that brought pepper pot soup to philadelphia was also brought by the slave trade mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but apparently it helped win the revolution according to the guardian <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> george washington memory. and his soldiers were nourished by cow's tripe pepper pot soup during mm-hmm. that civil war in whatever year that happened, this isn't a history podcast. This is a soup podcast. <laughs> December on December 29th, December seventeen seventy seven. Oh, you got so it. The story goes: George Washington had spent ten days at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, camped with his army and assorted women and children. The winter had been unremittingly bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a second to read that word. Up to a third of his forces were bootless. Some had left bloody footprints in the snow as oh, they marched my the camp, feet are bleeding. and all were hungry. Local farmers had spurning an unreliable revolutionary currency and selling their crops to the British. Insert, uh, they only take British money, so sing the song of sixpence here. <laughs> Unless some great and capital change suddenly takes place, he wrote, this army must inevitably starve, dissolve, or disperse. In order to obtain substance in the best manner they can, so this is this is like uh, some stuff that people said or whatever. 
But you know, most likely, I also read that that was probably a myth. Mm-hmm. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just took a bunch of cow stomachs and stuck them in a pot at one I mean, point with some peppers. I mean, George Washington's army was like getting fucking murdered by the fucking weather. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, I know about that. That's true, but it's interesting, funny that how they right here right, it says. I've uh, seen the famous painting of them uh, crossing the forging the Delaware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like this popular. is everyone that's left in the army, by the way, in this painting. I've seen it in real life. It's freaking huge, man. It's huge, but that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, the size of a wall. That's dope. It's like it's at least at least it's less disappointing than the Mona Lisa. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Mona Lisa's itty bitty. The the one the one with George Washington crossing crossing the Delaware is like literally. It's taller than me, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. I think everyone that's in that portrait or in that painting is like is pretty much everyone that was actually left at the end of um by by that point, you know? Yeah, it sounds. The army right. had gotten so fucked up. It's like everyone's here now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where river painting size. So also what I found is that the Philadelphia version seems to have um it's got the cow tripe, the honeycomb tripe. Yeah. The, like the, the, the thing about that is like it, it says right here um uh that commander that the commander's baker general Christopher Ludwig uh improvised a stew using tripe and it's just like to me that seems like why didn't anybody think about using tripe earlier? <laughs> you know what I mean? As someone who enjoys tripe, as quite someone a who bit. enjoys tripe, well, I mean, it's kind of it. It's smell. It, it was known as being stinky. It's always known as being a stinky meat, which I think I mentioned. I mentioned in the pozole episode, but I was, I was, I meant, you know, it's about. It was concerning menudo, where when you're cooking the menudo over the, over the stove, it stinks up the whole house. Yeah. Do you like that smell? The smell of cooking cow tripe. Uh, I don't mind it because it means I'm gonna have tasty tripe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. T- it's almost tasty tripe time. Is what that means to you. Mm-hmm. But it says right here that the taste and smell that this last resemblance. Of, it says right here that this it smelled like ripe manure. Apparently, yes, that that is kind of what I think. I kind of think that that is what um, tripe smells like when it's cooking. Mm. But I don't mind the smell of manure either. As someone who worked with animals a lot, like it kind of just reminds me of my youth. Your youth, yeah. Manny, Manny <laughs> has a Manny has an agricultural background. For those of us, for those of you that don't know. Yeah, I raised sheep. I kind of forget about that. Yeah, you never raised a bull, though, huh? Or a steer, I mean. Um, Nah, that seemed like too much work. So I didn't bother with that junk. Yeah. And then pigs are just like, I didn't want to clean that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pigs seem like pigs just shit everywhere. No cursing. Sorry. But yeah, I, I hadn't noticed until recently, but I think we've been cursing like up a storm since like, <laughs> since we started. Like I, I didn't know where we were. Well, at. last I remember I heard the last episode, and there's a point where I was cussing, and then I I said, "Oh, stop! I'm gonna say it again." And you were supposed to edit out the part with the cussing, but then you just left all of it. In there. I didn't hear that. I guess. Oh well, <laughs> it happens. Hey, this is a Are low budget production, people. There's only two of us. <laughs> We have no producer to shout out. If you, hey, if you, uh, we are currently accepting applications for interns. So, you know, if you want to be an intern for Soup Boys. Yeah. And help us edit this podcast. Um, so I'm looking, I'm looking at this Philadelphia. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this Wikipedia article about pepper pot soup, right? Um, mm-hmm. This is Philadelphia pepper pot soup. Uh, 
It says that Pepper Pot shares the same name as the soups in the Caribbean and is also credited to black Philadelphians. Yeah, I so, could I could I could see that being more likely. As it's a Caribbean soup, it's traditionally a Caribbean soup and steaming peppery pot was served right on the street, a dish of vegetables, meat, and cassava. A cassava is a type of gourd, it's a squash. Yeah. Imported by the West Indies. I mean, it sounds like it's the same thing. The more I listen about it, the more I read. No, they're but I, 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 they are kind of different because the, the tripe is very different. Mm-hmm. And it's also from what I've seen, they don't use they don't use in the Philly version. There's no coconut milk either. Oh, yeah. I could see how that might not be a thing. There's, mm-hmm. I don't see Callaloo either. There's you know? no Callaloo. Nope. It's very it's very much. It's very more. It's much more Americanized. The yeah, the Jamaican version seems to have a lot of, and it seems to be the the Philly version seems to always be very like very similar. You know, everyone mm-hmm. kind of seems to agree on a, on a on a standard recipe for the Philly version. Whereas when you look up a Jamaican pepper pot soup recipe, we found that different families and different groups have their own way of doing it. Yeah, it's different everywhere you go. Different everywhere every you, go, you go, and to. with every person that cooks it, and like unlike. Unlike caldo de res. <laughs> mm-hmm, caldo de res, which tastes exactly the same everywhere. But, you know, one time I made a pepper pot soup, and it to me, it kind of like uh, with the recipe I followed for a traditional ja- Jamaican one, or it was kind of in between. It was kind of like a Jamaican one, but it actually didn't have coconut milk, and that just tasted like a spicy caldo de res. Interesting. Yes. Coconut milk really is necessary then. I mean, coconut milk is a pretty, it's a pretty key ingredient in any, and it's a pretty prominent ingredient whenever you put it in anything. When yeah, you eat that true. Tom Cuss soup. That's true. Without, without the there. coconut, I don't even know what it is anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very good point. It's a very, it's a great point. It's a great mm-hmm. point. It's one of the greatest points. Yeah. And apparently in, in Philadelphia, the, the pepper pot soup used to be, it was street food too. Did, did you say that? Yeah. I saw that. I, I did yeah. see that. I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but yeah, it started off as street food. Yeah, pepper pot smoking hot was uh, what you would hear street vendors yelling. I guess. Oh yeah, a white a white man couldn't have thought of that. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, exactly. We're finding more and more evidence <laughs> that this. So apparently, this is. I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just throw all the research out the window at this point, and I'm just gonna start making statements now. Hot but, takes. Yeah, hot takes. I think this. This. this my, I'm suspecting that the pepper pot soup actually made its way to Philadelphia, and it was brought by African immigrants or, or you know, Caribbean immigrants, and or um, slaves, and more slaves. Yeah, and they were cooking it because it also makes sense that they were eating the uh, that they were eating the the cow's tripe. Mm-hmm. They would have been given that. They would have been given that, so they would have had to work with it. Because also, from what I read, the, a lot of the Caribbean cuisine is also it's also slave cuisine because that's how the black people got to the Caribbean too. Yep. And over there, um, yeah, they would be given things like okra, the tribe, just unwanted vegetables, and they had to learn to cook with them. Callaloo is probably uh, how that how that got to them too, because it's a very it's a very fibrous kind of rough like spinach like leaf. Yeah, that's, exactly. Mm-hmm, that's not immediately palatable without some uh, some preparation and and simmering. I mean, if you look at a, uh, I know we're like. Oh, and we're, so, we're so they brought it to forth, they brought it to Philadelphia, and pretty much for some reason they wanted to give the credit to George Washington. Is the end of that statement? Word, word. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at anything. the if you look at the um, if you just look at a picture of Philadelphia pepper pot soup, when you really look at it, you can you can, you can see the. It's not like the best ingredients, right? Quote unquote. It's like tripe. Um, I'm just looking at a picture: carrots, potatoes, peppers. Um, 
what is that uh celery you know things like that is what i see in there which are things that are not difficult to grow if you are trying to feed somebody if you're trying yeah. to feed slaves and stuff like that i guess the pepper would be the most like sp- spectacular thing about that soup <laughs> but peppers well peppers when you grow peppers peppers grow pretty easily and yeah, if you have true. an agricultural if you have an agricultural background like you've got you've got peppers laying around yeah yeah you can get peppers. And the thing about the pepper, it's probably like it was probably added to make things more palatable, you know? They didn't the the cow tripe was like people not everyone loves cow tripe or like the smell of it. And you know, yeah. you add some peppers in there, you make it spicy, and then you don't taste um some of the some of the some of the maybe spoiled most likely food that you're getting also. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mhm. So that's a common thing that people do now. You get when you when you when you eat bad food or people that people that culturally just grow up eating. Sal, I need to pause immediately. Oh, you want me to pause? You know, no, 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 no. Don't actually pause. It's, it's oh. like a in in podcast pause. So I'm looking at the picture of George Washington's cook. Oh, what? He I'm guessing a, he was a, a black dude. He's, he's a black man. So ah. George. So <laughs> it did say in that article that I read that it's attributed to George Washington's cook, right? But I didn't know that. His cook Hercules was uh was actually a black man. Okay, well that makes sense. I I guess we should have probably drawn that together, huh? Mm-hmm. We should have just put one and one together. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure like anybody listening who knows anything about history is just like ripping their hair out of their head right now, like that whole time, <laughs> and was furiously typing treats tweets at us <laughs> until like we just came to this point. Yeah, we just got here, so just stop your email right now. <laughs> Uh, why am I not surprised that that Washington named his slave Hercules, his cook slave Hercules? Uh, well, um, George Washington's cook Hercules attributed to Gilbert Stewart. His name wasn't Hercules, but that was his that was his nickname. I'm sure he got it because he was very good at lifting heavy things, you know, as yeah. as, as as slaves were prone to do at that time. Yeah, big heavy pots. Yeah. Let's so see. shout outs to Hercules. Shout out to for you, helping fam. us win the Civil War, <laughs> and then still be enslaved. We'd all be George speaking. Washington. We'd all be speaking. Well, I guess we'd still be speaking English, you know. Now, <laughs> but we'd be speaking it with a much sillier voice. Yeah, with a much sillier accent. <laughs> that racist people think is charming. I think it's charming. Hot take. Hot take. I'm just kidding. It depends on. Uh, on who I'm talking to. I have this friend from South London, from South England, and people either find him disgusting or charming, and I find him charming. Probably because he's disgusting. Is he disgusting, <laughs> say disgusting things? What's up? Does he say disgusting things? Nah, he just he just likes to hit on girls all the time and stuff like that. On the internet? Yeah, on the internet. He's an internet offer them the Offer them the pepper pot soup? Oh, man, I got to tell him to use that. <laughs> Is that... Hey, love, you want some of this little pepper pot soup? No, that's not how he talks. But is that, I was going to say, is that really how he talks? <laughs> no, any, if you ever talk to somebody from South uh, UK, from South, not London, South UK, I guess. Is that what I would say? Mm-hmm. From the South of Britain? Would that be correct? Is that the appropriate way? They sound much more posh when they talk. Ooh. So when he talks to girls, he's like, "Excuse me, ma'am. Could I? Excuse me. Could I get your Discord?" Like if he is asking the queen, <laughs> the queen for her Discord. Yeah, let me get a let me let, let's video chat, ma. So shout out to Hercules. 
Yeah, let's go back to that. Shout outs to you, Hercules. For bringing the pepper pot soup to Philadelphia and making it the staple street food that it is, working with what he had. So in a way, it kind of is like a Caribbean pepper spot soup. You know, he had the my man had fish. My man had um stomach tripe on him, so he used the stomach tripe. You know, yeah. You got to work with what you got. You got to work with the, no, what they there was give probably you. no coconuts around. It makes sense. It's the Civil War. You're out in the you're out in winter. Like where where the hell are you gonna get some coconuts? Mm-hmm. Not likely. You got some root vegetables though. Definitely root vegetables stay for a long time. You can just put them in a barrel. And if it's cool, which it was over there, it was dead of winter. You know, you can yeah. keep those. You can keep those good for a long time. So it's a good. It's a good idea to have for for that kind of situation. It was actually it was kind of the perfect dish for that situation. Definitely. Look at that picture I just sent you, so or like that article I just sent you, and look at the picture that it is. What about it? Oh no, which just one? like the image of like the street food. Oh yeah, they're on the street. Oh yeah, it's it's the same image in the other one, only it's reversed. Well, yeah, but this the, the other one was just and like it's complete. Yeah, the other one you couldn't really see it. You know, what I mean, this one is like be- a better image. So this is a I painting. Think. Yeah, there's a painting called Pepper Pot, a scene in the Philadelphia Market. I'm gonna put this on the Instagram. Uh, yeah, Pepper Pot, a scene in the Philadelphia Market. Yeah, it's a nice painting, and it shows a Pepper Pot blender, bender, vendor, <laughs> sitting on a bridge or something of some sort, mm-hmm. with his Pepper Pot or her Pepper Pot. I think Soup. it's a her. In a steel pot, yeah, and there's a bunch of um, there's a bunch of white patrons just kind of sitting around her enjoying some pepper pot soup. There's a woman feeding it to her child. You know, you'd wonder if it would be too spicy for the child, but I guess everyone liked spicy food back then because it was either that or rotten. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about a uh, Caribbean or Jamaican cooking style because we couldn't find too much uh, pepper pot information, but you did say you did some Jamaican research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamaican so, crazy. Yeah, so Jamaican Jamaican food is actually really interesting because I think Jamaica was kind of located right. Jamaica, the Caribbean island was um was uh was an important stop, you know, with all the in all the in in old sea trade. So there's just there's just it was just it was um it was a cultural hub, if you will. People from all over the world passed through the through the Caribbeans, importing all sorts of things, importing and exporting all sorts of things. Um, so Jamaican food is like, it's, it's a mix of like Spanish, Irish, British, African, Indian, and Chinese food. You Mm -hmm. find like, you find techniques and ingredients and ideas from all of these cultures. Um, some famous Caribbean dishes, uh, Jamaican dishes, such as like the curried goat, you know, Mm -hmm. mixes, mixes Indian culture, but then it also takes on the, on whatever, whatever is, was available there to modify it into another dish. Uh, jerk utilizes a lot of um a lot of spices from all over the world, which just which can be happen to be found in the Caribbean islands, due to the spice trade. Mm-hmm. Rice and peas, a very similar dish to Spanish food. Rice and very, peas uh, are very popular among any like. Yeah, it's a very Spanish, know, uh, a very Spanish seeming dish, and it's a traditional it's just like Jamaican a, one. It's like a soul food. It's just a, it's just like a broke person food. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The heavy use of um, the heavy use of coconut milk in a lot of the food is a is a heavy is a heavy Indian influence. Before we continue, I use broke person food as in, as a term of endearment. Continue. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> that broke boy food. Yeah, man. I've been eating that broke boy food lately. Classical, classical. In a hurry. Food, the thing about I mean? the broke boy food is that it's fast too. Mm-hmm. It's convenient when you're trying to get things done. Just give me a just give me that egg McMuffin. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah so and the pepper spot soup is um it's really interesting because it just it just it also reflects that because it has it just it has um so many different ingredients and it's just and it just changes so much depending on where you show up to to eat it also a lot of the crops that were brought to jamaica were introduced from southeast asia which crops are those um, I don't have any specific ones actually, but but you just know. <laughs> I just know there are a lot of Southeast Asian crops. Well, I mean, lemongrass grows in the Caribbean. Oh, the callaloo, the callaloo, which is one of the one of the the most common ingredients in whatever recipe of a pepper pot soup that you find is actually it hails from Africa, so mm-hmm. also not native to the Caribbean. The Caribbean is basically the opposite of the of the Galapagos Islands. As far as... Well, just how the Galapagos Islands are an island that was never touched by man for a long time and didn't have any any cross species of anything. Uh, you know, the Caribbeans were like completely off. like, completely the like Caribbeans were the complete opposite. Yeah. yeah Cause everyone, everyone just was all over the Caribbeans. It brought cultures from all over the world, crops from all over the world, animals, plants, ingredients, just different, different parts of colonialism and whatnot. <laughs> People. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it's just such a mishmash of culture that did, did I ever tell you the story, like the prime example of like, <laughs> Of this sort of situation um, in Catalina Island. No, tell me about it. So in Catalina Island, <laughs> I feel like this whole conversation is slowly turning kind of in very, very close to hot soup. This episode has been. Um, but in Catalina Island, um, they have buffalo there. Well, no, they have bison there. Uh-huh. They have bison at Catalina Island, which is what Americans assume buff- buffalo is. So think about an American buffalo. That's actually a bison, first of all. All right. So there's bison in this island where there's not supposed to be any bison because apparently like they some people brought it because they were filming this movie with bison and they needed bison for a shot. And then when they left, they were just like, eh, just leave the bison. And and then the bison had no natural predators on that island. So they just like blew up in population, you know? Oh, nice. So the island is completely overtaken by bison. It was overrun by bison, and then there were so many bison that there wasn't enough food source, so bison were just, like, dying on the island, you know? And uh, and now now they, like, leave a few bison there for, for history's sake, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. for the most part, they, um, they'll... Uh, Hunt they them take down? Out, like, the, they, no, they, they, I think they, take, they said they, they moved them to a different location when they start getting overpopulated and whatnot. Really? I think, well, why don't you just go in there and shoot a few of them and eat those suckers? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case also. But, I mean, that's just, like, the prime example is, like, yeah, just leave these bison here. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, who cares? What's going to happen? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much that times, like, a million in the Caribbean. So, I also found that really great YouTube video, which we should recommend. Uh, the Rasta Kitchen YouTube channel. Rasta Kitchen. Very cool YouTube channel where people where it's it just it's in Jamaica and it's and it's just normal Jamaican people cooking their food and they're living in these like in these um what is it? Is it a shanty town? Is it a are they like I don't know, they're out in the woods. Cottages, yeah. yeah, they're in like these thatched cottages out in the woods and they just cook everything outdoors. My man's got this big oil barrel that he just fills with wood and he just makes his improvised stove. Mm-hmm. And just well, cooks, like, and they um, all just use these cast iron pots too. They all have the same cast iron pots, and they put them on the on top of the directly on top of the flame, and just do all their cooking in them. Yeah, outside taking their time. Everyone's on island time over there. Shout out <laughs> to Rasta Moko, showing you how to make his pepper pot recipe, which turns out to be uh, vegetarian. His is completely vegetarian, and his has all kinds of different ingredients. 
He throws whole plantains in there. He throws potatoes, sweet potatoes. Yeah. Throws in the throws in carrots and celery. Throws in the callaloo. He has a special mm-hmm. way he does the callaloo where he ties it in a batch and just kind of like simmers it all together. Then he pulls it up once it's simmered and mashes it up in a bowl and sticks it back in. Mm-hmm. And then he also puts some of that um some of that chicken broth in there too. Not chicken broth, but you know the you know that Mexican chicken consomme, the powder consomme? Yeah. Yeah. He used some of that to season his soup too. Even though he was trying to keep it vegetarian friendly, but I guess that's it. He was he even said it was vegan at the beginning, but yeah, at the end he added the the chicken stock. But the guy in the video mentioned that if you do want it to stay vegetarian, you don't need to add chicken stock. You can just add like sea salt or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something else. Keep it more simple. <laughs> it's always good. But yeah, he does a really great job. Personally, for me, the video was too slow. I couldn't enjoy it. But uh, I really enjoyed that guy talking. Uh, I enjoyed his slow pace. I could see. I could see that guy forever. So it depends. You might be. You might be a manny. You might be a sal. Personally, I mean, I thought the. I thought what the end result was great, but. Uh, I was having a little bit of annoyance with the the the, the speed of the, the pace of the soup making because yeah, it was yeah. three so, video it was it was three videos to make one soup and for me that's just like oh boy oh boy yeah <laughs> three 12 minute videos <laughs> three 12 minute videos yeah I couldn't handle it how much do you but, think uh, you had to edit out of that too I'm sure he edited a lot out <laughs> actually mm-hmm. I don't know maybe he just fucking freaking put the whole thing in you know what I mean <laughs> it could have been yeah mm-hmm. with that um. You so, got any... Which if he did put the whole thing in and it only took him 36 minutes to make that whole soup, that's like Rachel Ray would be proud of that. Yeah. yeah it's actually pretty speedy. Yeah. By those accounts. Yeah, he cooked food for everybody. Yeah. Um, so do you have any... What's that memory you got of, of uh, pepper pot soup, Sal? Well, to be honest, the only time I've ever eaten or cooked pepper pot soup was in culinary school. Yeah. But I'd heard about it a lot. I'd heard a lot about pepper pot soup. You know, our favorite guys, the Bodega Boys, they always make references to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I knew what it was. And when I when I got the recipe, I was like, oh, the pepper pot soup, the pepper pot soup. I've mm-hmm. heard of this yeah. before. This is familiar. This is familiar. Yes. Oh, and of course, also the last thing that they add in the in the soup is the, the peppers. You know, you add in the scotch bonnet, which I could never get a hold of. But I always I've always found that scotch bonnets look very much like a uh, habanero pepper. I could find them a lot in New York. Yeah, there's a lot of Caribbean people over there. Yeah, even at a regular grocery store, it was relatively mm-hmm. easy to find. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had a hard time finding the scotch bonnets, but I find that I think that the habanero pepper is probably a really good substitute. You know, they're they're very similar looking in shape and color. And on it, to be honest, I, I sort of suspect that the habanero pepper and the scotch bonnet are the same pepper, just with different names from in different regions. Mm-hmm. I think different cultures call them a different thing. Because I asked one of my Caribbean classmates, actually, what the difference was. And he said, he was telling me, he's like, oh, they're different, you know. Sometimes it's like point, like the, the scotch bonnets are pointier. And the habaneros look like this. And these look like that. But then when I was watching the video with Rastamoko, he, he has a little portion where he talks about how, how, uh, scotch bonnets. And he says, like, no, they all come in different shapes and sizes. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. Some of them are green. Some of them are yellow. He's like, he's like, these two came from the same tree, and I've got like a long pointy one and like a short chubby one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were even from the same habanero tree. Yeah, apparently. That was pretty interesting, I thought, too. Mm-hmm. And it was just, my, and the, the, the short chubby one looked like, I'm sorry, the, they were from the same scotch bonnet tree. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, 
the short chubby one just looked a lot like a habanero and the same with habaneros i also know habaneros do come in different shapes sometimes they're yellow red green orange and yeah sometimes they're like long and pointy sometimes they're a little short and chubby Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know you know if you know if you're listening to this and you know please send us an email leave a voicemail because i suspect that the scotch bonnet and the habanero are the same pepper so actually, yeah, just tweet your post at us with the uh, hashtag Scotch Bonnet Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. And to mine, our, my recipe didn't have coconut milk. So like I told you, it tasted kind of like a spicy caldo de res. Uh-huh. Still very tasty, though. And it had yuca in it and carrot and some lean beef. Hmm. Well, why don't you tell me a recipe then? Uh, yeah, I have one right here. Sorry. Which one should we? And then I'm, now I'm wondering, should we do the recipe for the, uh, for the, uh, the Philly style or the Caribbean style. I'm 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 partial to the Caribbean style myself. Mm. All right, do the Caribbean style then. The Caribbean style. So you're gonna need a few a few small potatoes. You're gonna need half an onion. You're gonna need some garlic cloves. You're gonna need mm. about two pounds of some lean stew meat. You know, some beef, some stewing beef, cut into cubes. Mm-hmm. You're gonna want some kind of some some kind of different squash. I've noticed everyone uses different squash. I recommend about a pound of some sort of squash. Um. I like the butternut squash myself. I saw in a great mm. YouTube video we found they use butternut squash. That looked good, about a half a pound of butternut, butternut squash. Butternut squash is always so tasty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what you do is you're going to take your meat and you're going to season it with some salt and pepper, plenty of pepper. So you want to you wanna, you wanna sear the beef. Once the beef is seared, take it out, add in your onions, mm-hmm. caramelize that up, put the beef back, add the half gallon of water, let that simmer on low heat. And then at this point, you're going to add the rest of your veggies. You're going to add your potato, your squash, your carrot. If you can get a hold of the callaloo, you got a bunch of callaloo, tie it up with a knot, throw that in there, let it get soft. And then you're going to mm-hmm. also add about, you're also going to add one can of coconut milk. Yeah. When the callaloo is soft, you take out the callaloo and you put it in a bowl and you kind of like mash it up with a spoon or you cut it up on a cutting board, mince that down, throw it back in, let it keep simmering. Um, and you're just going to have everything kind of floating around in there. And then the last step is you take your pepper, your scotch bonnet or your habanero. You can you can cut the seeds out if you want or you can leave them in there. Either way, you're going to chop it up and you throw that into the soup. You stir it around, season it with salt. And mm. that's how you make a pepper pot soup, basically. Oh, when okay. all the vegetables, yeah, when all the vegetables are soft, it's ready to eat. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good stuff. Yeah, it's an easy recipe to make. It's an easy soup. It's a quick simmer. You just kind of throw all the ingredients together. Um, you want to time it out. You know, some, some squashes are harder than others. Butternut squash is going to take longer to cook than carrots. So maybe you want to add that in first for a little bit before you add your carrots. Okay. But you might be using, you might be throwing some zucchini in there. Zucchini cooks really fast. It's different with mm-hmm. that. And it seems okay. to be that everyone uses different recipes. For it. Right so, you know, you just kind of have fun with this one. Just remember to add the callaloo, the coconut milk, the beef broth. Those all seem to be purveying throughout all the recipes. Uh-huh. And, of course, the pepper at the end. And the milk, the coconut milk. Mm. My recipe that I did had yucca, actually. Oh, yucca. Yeah, you can throw the yucca root in there. So, there you um, go. That's the recipe. Tight. Sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cool. So thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our trip into pepper pot soup. 
If you want to get a hold of me, my name is Manny Grins on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Twitch. And I'm Sakasal on Instagram, as well as Chef Sakasal. And our Instagram is Get Soup Boys. And if you want to reach me on Twitter, I'm at Sakasal Pie. But I don't get on Twitter that much anymore. You know, I feel like you got to limit some of the social media. <laughs> Must be nice. If you want to send us an email, you can send one to getsoupboys at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash soupboys. So, Sal, what's keeping you warm this week? Two set violin. What is you know, that? Two set violin. Two set violin is these, uh, these two Asian guys. I, I don't know if they're brothers or homies, but they basically like both grew up playing the violin. And they just make funny videos trolling, like trolling other people for violin stuff. They just make fun <laughs> of people over, over how over them like being so good at violin. That's really funny. <laughs> and it's pretty inane and funny, yeah. And I like that. There, there's one where they make fun of the guy that said the he's setting the world record for a uh, for playing the fast for playing flat of the bumblebee the fastest, you know. Uh huh. But they just make fun of him because because he's playing it really fast. Like supposedly he breaks the record. But his technique is super sloppy, and he's not, like, hitting all the notes, and, like, mm-hmm. the rhythm is off, you know? And then they showed the guy that actually, like, the guy that set the record before, whose record this guy broke, that they gave him the record. Like, he was playing it really fast, too. Not as fast as the other guy, but he was precise, and you could hear the melody and the tune. Like, the other guy just had overall way better technique. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, they just, they're, they're just hilarious. So check them out. Yeah. Two set violin. Yeah, two set. They're violin. on YouTube. They're on Facebook. Okay, I'll check them out. What's keeping you warm, Manny? Uh, we're gonna be participating in a vintage clothing event tomorrow. I'm pretty hyped about that. Oh yeah, you doing yeah, the vintage clothes good. still? I thought you stopped doing that. No, we still do it, just not as much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. Peace out. Big up. Let's go down the shop.